So good afternoon. This is The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Planiverse, Episode 4. And I'm Steve Morton, and I have with me... Karina Tovmasian. Good afternoon, Karine. How are you today? I am doing well. I'm excited to be here because the topic is very near and dear to me. Yes, I guessed that when you sent the email through to me. Anyway, today we are discussing using your planner to create small and permanent habit changes. It's it's quite an in-depth topic. It's something I've not... It's one of these topics, I suppose, where you do things... um, in your sort of a normal everyday life um but you don't necessarily think about them that's why how i looked at it and so sort of give it its full title and you know why not do um big changes as well but we'll get on to all of these um the talking points as uh, karine's called them and um, we'll see how we fare anyway over to you karine <laughs> Well, the whole point, I, you said big changes, and everyone wants big changes. Everybody wants the feel-good, quick-fix, get-it-done-yesterday pill, don't we? I mean, it's just human nature. I want one, too, very often. But here's the problem. If we had the pill, the immediate issue would be resolved, but our fortitude in dealing with this issue would have been cast aside. The reason some of the things in life are more difficult than others is because life is trying to teach us a lesson. And in that particular moment, unless we train our emotional infrastructure to deal with that particular load, we are doing ourselves a disservice by seeking instant gratification. So this this brings to mind a very important point. Have you noticed any patterns in your life? If you start to notice areas in life where you're doing well or you're not doing well, those are lessons that life's trying to teach you. And if you get the lesson, then you move on and the lessons get harder Mm. and harder. But if you don't get the lesson, the lesson will repeat itself until you get it. So if you're finding yourself in a role where a pattern is developing of you failing or not being able to win in a particular area of life, then consider that to be your sign from the universe that you need to change or you need to figure out another way to get out of that lesson. Sometimes I've found that it's it's fairly blatantly obvious as well as to um, where you've been going. You just didn't see, see what the problem was at the time maybe and you sort of think why didn't I think about that before or why didn't do something um, to change the thing before or what you know things like that well I mean think about it toddlers can't walk with grace and ease they struggle and in doing so they had developed those heavy-duty muscles that will serve them their entire mm. lives so if you're finding that you're dealing with a particular issue repeatedly, then that's a sign that you haven't learned your lesson. But we have to be able to decipher these universal messages and messages of success and stagnation. And I think using a planner is so important in being able to see written down on paper what your successes are and where you're stagnating. And notice I'm not saying success or failure specifically because usually these are opposites and we're talking about The fact that actual failure leads to success Mm. many times. How many times have you failed in something only to find that later on you've become a success in it? It, It's a bit like going back to our last last episode where I commented on the fact that had I been been in work now, I think I would use a planner far better now than I did then. Uh, You know, hindsight being a marvellous thing and all the rest of it. Um, But thinking back, it's about how are you did things 
and how I do things now are two totally different things altogether, really, in sort of terms of my plan of use is very different. Well, is it, I, I would think that it's twofold, right? It's because you've also, you've learned, you've crossed that path, you've now been down that path, and so you know what to expect with the planner. And two, you also know what system works mm. for you. Whereas before, when you were just starting the system planning, you didn't know what worked for you, so you haphazardly wrote things down. I was just discussing with my cousin yesterday, she was having a complete planner fail. And I said, well, she goes, I want to buy all these new inserts. And I said, no, 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 stop. <laughs> Don't buy any inserts until you know exactly what you need. And that's why planner planning is so important. Episode. Thank you, Lindsay Jones, for Ep that. Right? Episode one. <laughs> Episode one, please refer to episode one if you're wondering where we're at with this. No, in order to for us to get aligned with our lives and the elements of our lives, to have them run smoothly, we must engage in what is working. Yes. And everyone knows that wherever energy, wherever you put energy, that's where your attention goes and energy flows, right? If you give a plant some love, you'll find that in 10 days that plant is doing a lot better than it was mm. previously. Anything, a child, a piece of paper, anything you give your attention to will start to grow. So if you find that, for example, your finances are not where they need to be or your relationships are not where they need to be and you want to increase the status of where these things are in your life, then give, start giving them attention. And I think one of the best ways to do this is with a small and permanent habit change. Mm. Now, what does this mean? Why not? What's a small change? So, for example, you, know, you have you've decided that you're going to eat better foods. Normally, people have this reaction and they say, I'm going to cut out all the junk food in my life. And then sure enough, in two months, they're back on the junk food yeah. trail. And why is that? Why is that? That's human nature because the minute you tell your mind, I don't want something, the mind says, no, 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 I've been getting it this whole time. What do you mean I don't want it? So you revert back to the old habits. The only way to change your old habits is to replace them with new mm -hmm. ones. That's why I'm so keen on the small and permanent habit changes. And notice I don't say small but permanent because but usually negates what we've just said. And that's why I'm keen on saying small and permanent yeah. habit changes. So instead of saying I'm giving up junk food, for example, say I'm going to include one healthy meal or one healthy food during breakfast, mm -hmm. for example, this week. And now for every Monday going forward, you're going to have one healthy meal on, on that Monday. For the following week, you can make Monday and Tuesday. And sure enough, your body will respond. Eventually, because you're including positive things, your, your habits will exclude the negative habits that you don't want. And so, but you've got to gradually increase as opposed to drastically mm -hmm. increase what you're bringing in. So have you found, Steve, I mean, this, this aligns with goal setting because it is a goal ultimately what we're setting. So the habit change is deciding at one point that you're not going to want to live a certain way. You want a new habit. And so your new goal has become changing your habit. And so have you noticed anything in your life that resembles a habit change or a goal change that you were able to adhere to? It's uh, last year, for, for instance, um, my son showed me a, an app called Drink Aware to monitor um, how much alcohol you're drinking. And I didn't really make a conscious thought about it. I thought, oh, well, I'll download that and I'll give it a try just, to, you know, because typically I was drinking sort of maybe a glass, two glasses of wine each evening or whatever. And um, mm -hmm. because of the way the app works where I was logging what I was actually drinking, you could actually see 
over you know a period of week or a month or whatever and it's it starts prompting you you know have you tried this and it's the like the reward typical reward thing if you know if you if you cut down one drink um per day so you started getting badges and sort of pats on the back and what have you and um several months on i'm not teetotal far from it but i'm significantly um reduced on my alcohol intake but the the main benefit for me has been not so much i was wasn't over the limit don't get me wrong so i was well well right. below the sort of recommended limits and what have you but now when i have a glass of wine i notice the taste of the wine a lot more now than I did before because it was just like drinking water, I suppose. Before you just get too used to drinking mm-hmm. the same thing. Um, so, in other words, you find that you're more mindful yeah, now you can about detect your drinking. the difference in the the sort of the you know the different makes of wine or the whatever. So I, I enjoy it more now, I suppose, um, because it's not a, of a regular thing, I guess. And so you switched from being on autopilot yeah, when you were drinking that's right. to being more yeah. mindful. And I think this is the point of the small and permanent mm. habit changes is to allow yourself to switch off more and more the autopilot levers that you've got shut mm. off right now. So your autopilot is taking over and to switch on the mindful uh, levers that are going to allow you to experience the joy mm of where you want to immerse yourself. Go ahead, have that glass mm. of wine, but have it fully. Yeah. Don't don't think about other things or be texting your friends or you know doing 400 things no, 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 while no, no. you're in, trying to enjoy a glass of wine. And so if you spend perhaps 10 minutes a day writing down what's working in your life, you may find that just simply by adding that gratitude portion to it, uh, to your mm. planner, that you will increase the mindfulness of of your life and and why is this important this comes back to what we were talking about earlier steve with the quantum Mm. physics because where you put your energy is where you put your attention is where the energy goes this is the basic rule of quantum physics so you'll find that if you spend the 10 minutes a day then all of a sudden these parts of your life will start Mm. to grow i think another another um, area where i've been sort of trying very hard to sort of gain control of things is um, my own time management. Uh, when you'd not go into work for nine o'clock or whatever, you, you know, time yeah. can drift all over the place if you're not careful. And whilst it's nice and it's relaxing to work to your own time, you, you very quickly realise that you're not getting as many things done as you'd like to get done. So it's good to have sort of set now, if you set sort of various tasks that you must do on a, or you want to try and get done on a particular day in your planner and what have you, I find that's quite rewarding as well. The fact that you're you're working through that week and you're sort of making good progress, you're not overstretching yourself um, and you can sort of, you know, get the feeling that, yes, you did achieve this or you did achieve that quite easily. And what I tend to do now is at the end of the day, I will sort of effectively push the keyboard away, get my journal out and then concentrate. Right. So what did I do today? What, right. you know, it doesn't matter what, what it was, even if it's just, you know, got the washing done and it, it got dried and it didn't get rained on. That's that's an achievement in my book <laughs> or 
yeah. I got the grass cut because it hadn't rained for three days or something like that. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, it doesn't have to be um, fighting, you know, the latest target or anything like that. It can be the small things, you know. And if you like, I tend to write these things down because I've got a terrible memory. Yes, I can remember cutting the grass, but what day did I do it on? Because all, you know, today I've been keep, keep thinking it's Sunday for some strange reason, and it's not. But that's another thing. <laughs> but... Um, I have to, I end up any calendar that's around or any, on an electronic one I always insist on having the day indicated because I haven't got a clue what day it is you know no good telling yeah. me what it's such and such a date because I don't know <laughs> what the day is but there we go it's, uh, but do you find I mean you said it's the small things in, yeah. in what you were saying that they keep you going and I think that's the topic that mm. is what we're talking about it is in fact the small things and so I, I want to remind you of the fact that you know, people talk about I want to get my life in balance mm. and so what happens to water when it's sta standing it's in yeah, balance it what happens stagnant, to water basically, it goes yeah. stagnant so the, 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 everybody who's buying into this I want my life to be in balance please stop the craziness mm. please the whole point is not to have a life of balance the whole point is to have a harmony mm. in life and as kind of like an orchestra, right? Sometimes you hear the wind instruments, sometimes you hear the percussion mm. instruments, but overall, the bits and pieces are flowing and you're hearing the music. And so just like you were mentioning in your day, there are days when you don't get everything done, but because you've tracked them and because you're mindful mm. of how your day has gone, you feel like you're in control or better mm. in control of what how your day is progressing as opposed to not having mm. tracked it and trying to go back three or four days later and say, what have I done for the last three days? No one knows. That's a mess now that's that's a complete the, uh, trying to figure out where you're the other at thing that springs to mind after what you just said is you know it's like having to have the the perfect um photogenic tidy office room living room whatever you can't live like that you can't be 100 percent right. tidy all of the time you have to let the kids in occasionally to sort of play and mess the place up and then as long as it's restored back as it was maybe by the end of the day or the end of the week it doesn't really matter does it you know they had a great time and and so on it, it, so don't feel bad about that it's not 100 percent all of the time you know we do have sort of peaks and troughs in our daily lives as much as anything else yeah, there was a great quote I read the other day, and I'm paraphrasing, but it said something to the effect of uh, your perfectionism, just be reminded about your perfectionism, that uh, abuse is right around mm. the corner, personal abuse is right around mm. the corner. I mean, how perfect are you going to get to the point where you stop living and you stop enjoying mm. life and you stop doing all the things that matter? Yeah, absolutely let the kids in, absolutely let the office become a mess. Go ahead and restore, because in that restoration, you are taking responsibility, personal responsibility of understanding how life is meant to be lived. And I think that tracking your mm. life in a planner is a great indicator of personal responsibility because it's showing you on paper, you're holding yourself accountable to what you have and haven't mm. done. Right? I mean, uh, this is very, very quickly people deconstruct themselves and they consider everything to be a mess if one room is a mess. Yeah. Or everything's gone awry if there's just one or two elements that just need attention for five mm. minutes. It's not a complete no. mess. Go back and, and see what has happened and what needs to be corrected. And sure enough, the correction oftentimes is something that can be resolved in 20 minutes. People, I find often, 
undersell themselves or undersell their achievements um, in life or in, in work in, in either sort of sphere as it were and it's you know it's a bad thing we, we, we do it we don't like to build ourselves up too much I suppose but hmm. you know at the end of the day so if I didn't do such and such well who else would have done it you know that's what right. I always say to someone if they you know in a work situation well if you weren't doing it who would do it sort of thing oh but it's part of my job no it's not yes it's something you do in your job but it's not you know just shouldn't take things for granted you know it's well, well, all aspects of our job aren't something that we do yeah. every single day, right? It's just aspects of Take it. Take credit for something. That's what I would say. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And more importantly, focus when you focus on what's not working, mm. then you're actually adding that mm -hmm. to your life. Have you noticed, Steve, if there's a particular car that you like or if there's a particular, I don't know, hobby that you're interested in that you begin to see more and more of those pictures around town? Yeah. You begin to see those cars appear yeah. around town. Yeah, there's a reason for that is because your mind is keyed yeah. in. And this is, again, the quantum physics of it is wherever it's you're focusing on the, the, the actual issues. Isn't it? Correct. Yeah, correct. And so when you are focusing on what's not working, then you're creating more of what's not working yeah. in your life. And so tracking habits small and permanent habits of what is working and that's why it would be mm -hmm. working because if you for example it's not a big deal to say i will add one healthy meal to my mm. my food intake next week that's not an overwhelm no. by a far stretch of the imagination and so all of a sudden now you're tracking what's working and you can tick off that box that said yes i've had that one healthy meal and the following week add one more and the following mm. week add one more and now by the time you've gotten to a month you've had four healthy meals added mm. into your intake that you normally would not have been there you're four meals ahead of everyone else saying i wish i could do it perfectly mm. and and so I, that's a good place to be mentally well I, i've started doing um sort of when i sort of write down tasks and things um that i've got to achieve um I've made the m mistake um, some while back of writing down the sort of global task that I was trying to achieve rather right. than breaking that global task down into the small sort of the, the tiny steps that you're trying the to actionable do. actionable items. The ones mm -hmm. that you can sort of see, right, well, I've got that bit done. That's ticked off. Oh, right. Now, right. what else do I still need to do? Oh, I need an image for this or oh, I need a bit of text for that. Split it up, make it more manageable. It becomes a lot easier to, to do, make small steps um, than, you know, just break through the whole thing in one hit because, well, fine if you can, but and I think in a lot of cases, we all um, find it easier to focus on just the small <laughs> steps. You know, if, if it is... You know, if you've got a, a report that you're writing and you've got the text and you've got all the images and stuff like that, it's easy to bring the two together if you've broken down, right, well, what am I going to do here? And Well, it's like when I do reviews and what have I, I tend to start with, I go out and take all the photographs first and actually mm -hmm. build up a picture in my mind of how the thing is going to, what I'm actually going to write about the thing from the photographs because... A photograph tells a, a thousand you know, stories in a way, doesn't it? So you can you right. can make up the, the text to go with you. So you think, right, well, what photographs do I need? 
if I'm describing something or whatever. So you you know the the two go hand in hand, but I tend right. to start with you know by taking the sort of photographs and then thinking how am I going to um, do the review or whatever it is. Um, but that that I find um, useful. Sometimes I I sit and look at the thinking, thinking, oh, where am I where am I going to start with this? You know, you got you got a box right. of planners. <laughs> what am I going to do with all of these? Right. Where do you start? And and I think that's part of the uh, small and permanent mm. habit changes is being able to grab one end. Doesn't matter no. which end. Grab one end, start there, start where you're at. I, I know a lot of people uh, laugh at us with planners, right? Have you have you ever had people laughing at you saying you're so extreme, you're so bizarre with your discipline and planning and try to marginalize you? Have you ever had Occasionally, but yeah. I, you know, like all of us, I think we sort of tend to ignore it because we all know that, well, yeah. You have your way, I have mine. Mine just happens to be... Right, but imagine now if we have, for example, the actor Jason Statham. <laughs> you know him, right? <laughs> the British oh, right, actor. Yes. Yeah, well, he's... Yeah, yeah. So imagine mm. him, Mr. Disciplined. If he ever pulled out a planner, everybody would be amazed at how disciplined mm. this guy is, right? Because it's Jason Statham doing it. But if we do it, all of a sudden it's a key for marginalization. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the point here is to understand that you're setting up your life on purpose, you are creating, you are designing your own life. And part of that means including, being inclusionary of things and habits that you want to have in your life and excluding the ones that you don't. And the only way to exclude the habits that you don't want to have is by creating small and permanent habit changes of habits that you mm. do want to have. Right? Take an extra walk within the activities you've already have planned. Don't cancel out activities include an act, include that walk include a book within the scope of watching your tv programs if your goal is to stop watching tv mm. don't don't disrupt yeah just include and i think the idea of being inclusionary versus exclusionary is helpful because most of the drastic changes that happen are the ones that don't succeed mm. and nature is never drastic it's always gradual always gradual you didn't get to the bad habits that you have today by all of a sudden saying, yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm taking on junk food. <laughs> that's, I'm going to start doing that. Yeah. You don't wake up one morning and say that. One, so, of, one of the things I wrote down earlier was, uh, you know, do, re do reward yourself um, for any success that you have. And don't beat yourself up over, over any failures that you may, you know, learn from the failures to improve the success stories, as it were. Um, and, you know, these things will, you know, you'll sort of learn from your mistakes as we all do, hopefully. And, um, you know, by, you know, don't have negative, don't go into something in a negative way. Make it, think of the positives each time. Yeah. And you'll find eventually that the desired habits will crowd out the unwanted mm. habits. When you, if you, and that would be a good exercise for our listeners to do. If you wanted to get a start of where do I start? Take out a sheet of paper and start writing down what would your perfect day look like if you had tomorrow, we could wave a magic wand, the Morton and Tovmasian wand was waved, and you had your perfect day tomorrow, what would it look like? And what would you be eating and what clothes would you be wearing and who would you be spending your time with and how would your day plan out? How would your day run out? And I think that's a very good visual to have and particularly in your planner if you're creating these habits mm -hmm. to have that right in front of you. Steve, you had actually a very good point about dashboards, right? Yeah, the, the one thought was as if you've got like a big, um, large sort of goal as it were, literally like a goal mouth in a football game. 
it, it's large. You think, right, where, where am I going to head for? If you've got a long-term goal in life, let's say it is to move to sunnier climes or to move to somewhere different, maybe to New York or wherever, have a photograph of where you want to be long-term and use that maybe as a dashboard in the front of your planner so every time you open your planner in the morning you can see there's that's where i want to be and you can use your goals as you know little reminders in in your sort of planner just sort of it might be a simple one line thing that you could put at the top of the page just yeah. to keep twigging yourself you know just to keep nudging yourself that's what I'm trying to achieve this week. That's what I'm trying to aim for. And, and what you're doing is you're actually creating the habit for mindfulness mm. on bringing that goal about. So what you're doing is you're mindfully directing your energy in that direction. And repeatedly doing so will actually make that goal come mm. about. Of course, there's actions that you have to take. You can't just look at a picture and make something happen. But it allows your energy to align with where you want to be and how you want to get mm -hmm. there. I, in fact, I do that with one of my desk faxes. The, my entire desk fax is used as a vision board. Right. I just have blank pages inside and I cut out from magazines things that inspire me and allow me to want to change some of the habits mm -hmm. I have. And I just use, I just flip through that. Whenever I'm feeling down or sad, I just flip through that and it's an instant pickup. That would be a nice use for a planner, <laughs> I would think. After having this discussion, I'm thinking of rejigging all of my to-do list thing ideas oh, oh. it's, it's going to go from a complete sort of mishmash into sort of you know what can be achieved sort of this week this month or you know whenever yeah. sort of thing because there are some good, things that good. keep being transferred over from one week to the next and never happen so you've you heard yeah, it here first but we're not talking large major things um small things as always that just seem to lurk in the background forevermore yeah shall we move on to tips of the week kareen what have you got as a tip of the week the best tip i can offer anyone who wants to change a habit that they currently have and they they don't like that habit they want to move on to something better is envision the exact opposite habit and start with a small change. Mm -hmm. So if you've got poor money management skills, what would be the opposite of that? Perhaps someone that really knows how to manage their money. And what would be one small incremental permanent change that you could make? Perhaps that would be speaking to an advisor w once a month. Well, something very small, something very doable, something where when you tell your brain you have to do it, it's a non-issue. Make it be a non-issue, but make it permanent. That would be my tip. And mine, and Steve, yeah, what would what, be your tip? What is Steve? my tip for the week? Is if if there is someone in your community or your circle of friends who you admire for their ability to take nice photographs or to follow a fitness regime or to manage money, as you've just said, or anything. Or one of the goals that you're trying to achieve, find someone who does achieve that to your admiration and get them to become a mentor for you in that area. Yep. So you've got someone to work alongside, as it were, 
and hopefully yeah. they will you know by sharing the, the the issues as it were to bounce ideas off um, others you then start to sort of possibly hopefully accelerate your progress to achieving your goals um, more than you would just tackling it on your own because somebody else yeah. can always see oh well have you tried this or have you tried that or oh you're doing it this way why don't you do it this way it's far better and you'll, you'll see things far quicker that way and you're coming out of your own head. Don't live yeah. in your head. Share that yeah. with someone else because that will make that uh, issue yeah. resolve itself. Actually, and, yeah. You know, you, and I'm sure you, you know you can apply this to anything specifically, not just within life, but within you know the planner world as well. So you know how you're using your particular insert or whatever. Find somebody else who uses that insert. See how they use it you know maybe they can pick up right. tips from you even it's not just a one-way street it's two-way it has to be so there we are so where can we find you on the net you can find me on instagram on at karina tovmasian k-a-r-i-n-e-t-o-v-m-a-s-s-i-a-n and I would personally like to thank some of our admins, Susan Stanway, Lindsay Jones, Kim Kiabu, Greer Proctor-Dixon, Onogiri-sama, and Rita Sadani and Carrie Melvin for the help that they do, that they, that they give us on, on all the sites that we admin together. Holden. And Steve, where, where, where can we find you? Well, you on Instagram, you'll find me as Mr. Filofaxi, or I've started another account for the Traveler's Notebook Times as T N underscore times. Nice and simple. And we'll talk to you again soon, hopefully. And from the planet. From the planet. We are both hopefully gonna be in Brussels next weekend. So we don't know what's gonna happen there, but we'll hopefully have something to report back in our next episode. Here's going anyway. Thank you all for listening and see you soon. Bye.